0: Did we're back. It's And if I swear to God, if you're one of those people, it's Tuesday. Why are you talking about NFL? First of all, I want to kick you in the dick. Then I'm going to kick you out of the chat. Don't be that guy. If you love DFS, you should be wanting to marinate on it all week. Get those initial juices flowing. Get the thoughts going. Get If you had a great week last week, be excited to do well again this week. If you got kicked in the dick last week like I did, get right back on that horse and get it right back this week. What's up, new guy? My name's James, better known as the Degenerate Seventy Five. I'm a DFS content creator who is here to help you get a little bit better at DFS. I know a little secret that not a lot of people tell you. This shit be tough, and you're not gonna get there with other people's picks and plays. But focusing on the process, forming your own process, sticking with it, having fun, and being sustainable—that's the way to do it. I'm bringing in maybe my best friend in the entire industry, and certainly one of the three smartest people in the industry I know. His name
1: is Toe Tag and Tambo. What's up, my dude? I'm back. We're good. I appreciate the intro. And I love the first part of the intro where you're just going to kick people in the dick and kick them out of the chat. So you don't get, you'll it. get to do that very often. That's a pretty good one. I like that start. Uh, fun little week ahead. We got a three gamer on Saturday. I know we're just talking about the 10 gamer, but it separates it out. And last night we had a two gamer. We were talking pre-show at the same time. I kind of love that. Uh, even though they start at the same time, you get a couple TVs for it. Yeah. It is nice to build lineups for it without having to go back and worry about late swap and all the changes and hopefully, in the future, we get better games. But in the end, they ended out being okay with the way that they ended.
0: I think that two and three game slates are literally ten times better than a single game slate. Am I
1: out of line? Or are you coming with me on this one? <laughs> it's the future. The future of NFL DFS is just to put three games every day for the whole week, and then they just separate it out and figure out <laughs> yeah. the schedule that way. I would love it,
0: man. It, it just, it's just—it's so, so—it's like you would think there that there would be twice as many. Uh, ways to get different on a two game slate versus a one game slate, but I find it to be exponentially more ways to get different. Just having those extra options from the teams, right? Especially last night when you had two teams that were clearly the favorites and two teams that were the dogs. I just enjoy the game theory aspect of it so much more than a single game where do I really want to play five fucking jets tonight? You know, like that gets old really quick.
1: Yeah, and also too, it was uh, what was ninety percent owned. Tyree kill, yep. and for once he didn't. He he did eventually come back. The guy never goes out completely, but usually when he goes out and comes back, it's to score a touchdown right away. There was a lot of tilt and waiting times, and him on the sidelines with towels around his neck and things like that. He had to kind of sweat it out. But ninety percent owned, it kind of didn't even really matter in the end anyway. It, I, At it almost any
0: DFS sport, specifically at PGA and NFL, where we spend a lot of our time and effort, there's always a path to fading a 90% owned guy. There's always a path to fading them or being dramatically underweight on them. And I think some people just like, well, there's just no way Tyreek Hill could never do good. And like in DFS, you should never say there is no way. There's always a way somebody can underperform. Uh okay, I'm gonna get to it. Check out that schedule right there. We do the show every Tuesday. All right, me and him, we're gonna be back on his station next week, then back on mine. Then we're done. Then we're converting this over to a fucking golf show. All right. Actually, we'll be doing that on Monday. So be watching out for that. Come uh the week of the Sony. Uh do showdown, hoedown, uh Tambo and uh over at Ship it They also do a Hoedown show. And I think I saw that like you guys had a cut co- like almost like three quarters of a million
1: dollars in winners this week over at Ship It. Yeah, NFL was huge this week. We had uh, six or seven hundred K winners and it was over seven hundred and fifty thousand. By the time last night got done, we had another couple big winners out there in the evening. Yesterday, the Discord's just popping off. So having a great time over there. And NBA, full effect, crushing that. You know, college basketball, sometimes in the chat there, you've got college football. We're some crossover there that we do together. So. whole season. Yeah, lot, lots going on right now, man.
0: It's a good time. If you want to check out Ship It, which by the way, I'm going to tell you in a second, I got this survey. I need all my members, not you YouTube pores, my actual members to fill out. And one of the questions on there is what is the other sites that you use? And like by a mile, it's like Ship It because our sites work so well together. So if you're a member of mine and you want MLB, you want NBA, you want NHL, you want these sports that I don't cover, just use that code DGEN75 right there and it will get you a discount off of it and it lets you know I sent them and like that just makes our partnership better. So be appreciated. Speaking of which, if you're one of my members, my members at DGEN75, 5, fill out this survey. I'm giving away $5,000 to my members, both in giveaways, tickets, and everything, just for your time to fill this out. Take it three to five minutes. I just want to make the best possible site for you guys uh, and make it affordable, make it the best way, and serve you guys the best. You guys filling out this survey helps out a lot. And oh, yeah. I need you in 2024. That site is going to get bigger. We are adding things like NASCAR. We're adding prop bets, stuff like that. If you've ever wanted to get into the content industry or you feel like you really excel at these sports, reach out to the editor uh, at the uh, at the DJN editor on Twitter, and we will set up an interview with you and see if you could be a good fit on our team. Uh, I, I encourage you to do it. It is a great way to break into the industry. I don't want uh, hacks who are already in this industry. I want some fresh blood, so reach out to me, okay? Uh, I think that's it. Let's get to it. Tambo, 10-game slate because they're doing the three-game Saturday. All the teams are off by. Did you did you do any best ball? Are you a
1: best ball hoe like I am? No, I'm not. I, I hear great things. Uh, very interesting. We have best ball stuff over at It as well. Title's the defending drafters champion, so uh, they're having fun with it in the Discord. But I always say like if you got a one-set mind on different things, I try and like stay focused on that. don't want to disrupt what's already going so well, and it's worked out. For me so far this season just playing nfl dfs and not focusing on that throughout the summer but i know everybody loves it and how, how are your teams doing what's going on with it so,
0: so last night i had this one really good lineup that this crazy cowboys Lions stacked which is like i literally have like seven like all the best players from those teams in one lineup together and it needed last night i needed a miracle to get into uh you know the final two so i could make it to the next round i needed jaden Reed. To outscore Tyree Kill, that's what I needed to get in, and sure as shit he did. So my best lineup definitely snuck in there. So uh, I really like it. You know, it has it only has one big injury, and if you haven't been keeping up, the injuries this year at uh, at Best Ball have been brutal, right? So if you can get through with just like one injury to your fourth round pick, that's a pretty big win this year.
1: Yeah, definitely, it's it's crazy and it's a lot of money up top, and I know that it comes down to a lot of luck down the stretch and things like that. You need Jaden Reed to beat Tyree Kill, but it can happen. That's the difference, right? Everyone, oh, there's no way, no way that Jaden Reed can outscore Tyree Kill, but sure enough, he does. It's the breaks, and you got it done. Good for you, congrats. Uh, yeah, old luck
0: sack, and oh yeah, not yeah. You want to hear about a luck sack, Tambo? I, I, I only played PGA this week because of uh, uh, it was it was a huge overlay. I don't give a shit about women's golf. Nothing against women. I don't give a shit about college golf. I don't give a shit about senior golf. I don't give a shit about European golf. I, I play PGA, right? But I saw big overlays on the PGA contest this week because DraftKings has no fucking idea when people are interested in golf and when they're not. And I went and just tossed a whole bunch of money in there. And I ended up uh, finishing second place in the main contest, bummed out. And then I go back and look an hour later and there's a shit ton of money in my DraftKings account. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Stat correction. I ended up shipping the main one in a six-person train. Oh, let's go. I've never had a stat correction work out for me like that. Life is good for the big guy. That's all we can say.
1: Yeah, nothing. Did you know a little tidbit? Actually, I am the largest LPGA DFS winner in the entire world. Because <laughs> I want to hear this story. The one time they ran a tournament for the LPGA with 50K up top, 10K to second, I got lucky and won the tournament, and it was during COVID because there was nothing else really on but golf, right? So that was out there. Ended up uh, ended up shipping it for 50K. So, so I don't think they – you'd have to win like 10 or 12 or 15 tournaments of those to get up to that amount total, but I don't know if they'll ever run another LPGA tournament that has 50K up top. So that's something I can hold forever, James. Uh, you're, you're gross. I, can, I mean, I, I, I was sometime, not now, but sometime I got
0: to hear how you even made those lineups, right? <laughs> 20 uh, lineups
1: okay. too. 20 lineups uh, is all we ran.
0: You you're a gross burger. Okay. Uh let's see. I assume uh, uh, Stewie just said, well, "I I assume golf will be part of your lineup." Wait, why is it not popping up on the screen, editor? Why is this little comment not popping up on the screen? Show. Oh, there we go. Uh, DJ, and I assume golf will be part of your lineup next year. Uh, Stewie, I'm going to you're my friend, so I'm going to say this as kindly as I can. I am PGA. That is what I am, right? <laughs> like I'm the, that that is me. I am a golf guy that does football, not a football guy that does golf. Okay. So um, as long as PGA DFS is around, it will always be my heartbeat and everything I do. I love it more than a fat kid loves a seven layer chocolate cake, okay? So you don't ever have to worry about that. Okay. Now I will shut up. I will get going. We will start with Atlanta at Carolina, 35 point total. Let's uh let's let's go none. Let's just highlight this game. Instant thoughts. You got anything for me, Tambo? on
1: the 10 gamer yeah no on this atlanta carolina game oh sorry hey, instant thoughts i thought you were waiting to, to preview the slate I, I got some thoughts for sure it looks like early on at least the 6800 Bijan robinson old dijon Bijan mustard man is going to be very owned here hey, he's 6800 bucks he gets the nut matchup he's been doing things lately and being involved uh it definitely looks like he's gonna be very popular on this slate that would be my first thoughts uh last week very serviceable all those guys but if you saw the tidbits on twitter it was the case that Ritter. London and Pitts all play better at home. They did again last week as well, but Bijan looks like the guy that's going to be extremely popular this week. Just 6800 bucks on draft. Did eight. you see that Drake London runaway
0: ownership? I thought I was being sneaky. I thought I was going to give him at 10 to 12% and in the higher dollar stuff, he was 30-40% in a lot of my contests.
1: Yeah, I think once people realized he was $4600, that was a sneaky sneaky spoiler out the window. It was just perfect. I mean, 4600 bucks. It's a wide receiver one on a shitty team, sure. But man, there's just like, you can't avoid that. So actually last week it worked out for Zach Wilson too, or sorry, Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson back, I'm saying, but that same setup where they had that, that was another spot that it worked out quite well. You could have just went with wide, you've been calling it too all season. I know he's injured now, but you've been talking about Christian Watson on the show a bunch. And he's another guy. He's always like 55 or 5,900 because he plays for Green Bay, but he's like top end talent and athlete just on a bad team with Jordan Love as his quarterback. But that's been serviceable sometimes as well. So Uh, I definitely think that's an interesting note. Someone said, too, like, why is ownership so hard to to lock down this year? I think uh, this is probably the first case. Maybe I don't know if I'm the only one saying it, but I think it's definitely true, is that the sims have something to do with that, right? All these sites now, like Stochastic, The Solver, other companies out there that have saber sim, all, all these companies that have sims out there are dictating things where it's forcing people that are paying that to get onto them to then push something different. They're getting onto it thinking that it's the play no matter what because the sims say it is it drives the ownership where the rest of the industry is going off the standard stuff they've always calculated for and so you're seeing stuff where guys are getting 10 percent boosts in place where you weren't expecting it or you're thinking they're going to come in at 30 percent and they only come in at 18 thing 18 same thing Uh, Vice versa, really. I was I was thinking about uh, tracking people's
0: projected ownership versus what the actual ownership ends up being, much like I did with uh, golf last year. But uh, I'm telling you, I I I don't think that I would be making many friends by doing that because the entire industry is just fucking way off this year. Uh, It's 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 just crazy. I hope this doesn't happen to golf because it's going to get very very hard to uh, predict this ownership and good uh, ownership projection is really really important part of playing the game. So uh, hopefully we can get this wrangled in a little bit because it is getting difficult.
1: Yeah, I know there's some other people that are working on things to try and make it better. I know we're working on stuff at Ship It Nation as well. And so try and get it as good as possible. But in the end, that's the other thing people have to remember too. It's very important, especially when you're using these sims. I know it's not a sim show. People don't want to talk about it. But when you're trying to do contest sims, the whole key is to have the best field created as possible. Like the the fake field that you're setting up, that you're going up against, you want it to be as accurate as possible. And so that can really mess things up when you think you have that accurate and then you don't, and then you're simming against it it can become a problem. So getting accurate ownership is key. I wonder how it'll go in golf because I'm sure these companies, uh, I know even, I think Stochastic did last year, have golf sims. So I think people are going to continue to go that route and try and use that to their advantage. I know you've probably never even used them or heard it like, do you, I don't think you use sims,
0: do you? I don't. I, I Matter of fact, I'm going to just take the shows off the rail and I want to just ask you this right now because this is. I, th- I feel like this is really... Uh, uh relevant at the time right i actually heard levitan talk about this on a solo pod the other day and i thought he had a really good take on it a lot of people are saying now that sims are here normal guys can no longer compete at dfs and i wholeheartedly disagree with that uh what are your feelings do you think sims is going to make dfs unbeatable for people that aren't
1: using them no definitely not and uh, go in this go in the ship of nation discord the the funny i know it's a joke and we're just pumping our own stuff and people say that but someone said that it's like everyone's talking about Sims taking it off the map, there's still people all over that are shipping left and right that have never used a similar life and don't even know what we're talking about right now. It's just not the case. There's so much that can still be worked out from it. Anybody that was already crushing probably had the best Sims or the most accurate stuff and that they're still doing. It. It's not going to make them that much better. Let's say the middle ground joins and some of the intermediate players or decent players start using them. Yes, it would make them slightly better or could, but if you go read our, our guy, Justin Freeman, over at Run the Sims, he posted a thread out on this like a, a couple of months ago, like, kind of let the cat out of the bag. He said Prop Sniper, his props tool for betting, is outselling the Sims tools and the Contest Sims stuff by like 94 It's like 94% of his business versus the 6% of his business that is on the other side. It's not quite his exact quote, but you can read into it further. He's just saying not as many people are buying the Sims as you think. So that's not all of what it is. It's just my point on the ownership side of things. I do think some of that is driving it where people are trying to say, oh, if this says this, then I'm going to do that. Or if everyone's saying that because of the Sims, I'm going to go the other way and do that. It will throw it off a little bit until it gets balanced out. So we'll have to wait and see. But I don't think they're mass market right now anyway. It's very expensive to go to these sites and buy these Sims packages, no doubt.
0: I think these Sims are just a new thing for these tout sites to sell, to to upcharge people ridiculous amounts and give them hope that they're now playing with this new cutting-edge stuff. But this is what Levitan said the other day on a show, and I really agreed with it. He said nothing Sims can ever do will be more valuable than having sharp player takes, right? Like understanding that this guy's upside versus his ownership, and and being able to leverage that appropriately will always be infinitely more valuable than trying to go with what some stupid Sims say is the best play in this tournament, right? Um, so yeah. I I just really agree with that, and especially at PGA, such a volatile sport where if you live that leverage life, you can like you can just do so so well at it right and i i never worry about sims because i would say about 75 percent of all the money i play in a year is at pga and i am not worried in the fucking slightest about sims affecting pga dfs
1: yeah the key is also to like what you can do with it i think uh yoda cow who i think is the best player in the world is definitely someone who's talked about this in the past he's been on shows with levitan all that stuff he just no reason to tout him up everyone knows who he is he crushes my point is but he takes his own stuff And then he applies exactly what Sean's saying here, game theory to when you can apply game theory to these things and still make the decision that, okay, I can still see, I see this play looks good on Sims and on paper and on projections and whatever else you want to put to it. But I can see this happening instead. I know I've been doing a decent job of this, at least the last couple of weeks, people have been seeing it where I'm switching up these two V twos of what the field is on and what I think you can flip it to, I was calling it the two V two swaparoo just as a joke to put a name to it. But it was like, if you swap things around in a lot of cases, there's been two or three times this season where I pegged it a couple times, I got it wrong, but it's like, it's, this side is hundred percent owned in large in, in la- higher dollar, smaller field stuff. I can get this side at like 20% or 15% combined owned. And it's the same plays. I'm switching the running back and wide receiver for the other side of it in the same game. And it ends up working out in the, in the difference that's just standard game theory stuff where you're leveraging up in the same spots in the same game. So I look for that stuff all the time when I'm playing. The little changes like that, James, I think make a much bigger difference process-wise and, and idea-wise and building up your stuff than trying to find, oh man, but if I just get this guy right, man, this week, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, who would it be last week? Like uh, some random wide receiver. Oh, if, when A.T. Perry week, I got this beat on A.T. Perry. It's going to be his time. Trying to figure that out is way harder than knowing what the competition is roughly doing and being able just to apply against that and beat them that way. You can leverage up a bunch of the field that way, and that's what I'm going to stick to.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing people are forgetting to to get it, it, even if you did have great inputs for your sims, you still have to get so many lineups in because you're just getting a small bit of leverage on the entire field that you're going to have to invest tons and tons of lineups and money just to find that little edge, and that's not what everyday players. It drives me nuts these guys that'll pay 400 bucks a month for somebody's sims and then they pay $20. Like with, you're playing $20 a month and you're paying $400 for sims, you donkey dick.
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, there's a long way to go for people on them too. Like a lot of people don't know how to use them or have any idea, idea of the difference between it and all that. And that's something for the future. Who knows what's in store? Like I said, we'll, we'll always talk about this stuff and try and get people better at the game of DFS at Ship It Nation especially. And I know you do the exact same at Gen 75. That's why we get along so well. But I think at the end of the day, it's a, it's a topic for another day. We can move it along. But I, I do think there's going to be a lot more content that comes out around actually helping people get better at using these items and, and applying it But in reality, to what James said, it's can you take that and then still apply game theory to it? The answer is yes. And that's where I think you'll find the success.
0: And just to be clear, Sims and optimizers are not the same thing. Go collect. Those are those are different things. We can I I could explain it to you another time, but uh, not right now. All right. uh, Jake says, uh, is it sneaky leverage off of Bijan to get Algier in there? What do you think about that? I feel like I feel like Bijan has really taken that backfield over and uh, Algier is just getting too cute at this point. That's my take.
1: He's still, getting, he's still getting the work a little bit and getting worked in some, but I, again, the first part, uh, too sneaky or too cute. Uh, the, the part about that, I should say, really, the latter, too cute. I always feel like that because, well, you you could say it's leverage, obviously, because if Bijan's going to be as high-owned as I think, it would be a way to do it. I just, it, it seems like it's too cute. Like, there's other places to go. There's still 10 full games on the slate. Like, you're just doing it and praying a guy fails where he might be, I don't know, 30 to 35% if he even gets there, so... I don't know. It's not something I'm going to be looking to do as of right now, but um, FanDuel, maybe a touchdown dependent site. We're talking DraftKings here, but maybe on FanDuel, I would prefer it more. On DraftKings, a touchdown vulture doesn't mean as much with a few yards as it does on FanDuel, where it can really rack. Like Touchdowns are the most important thing over there. They add up quickly. So I think that's kind of the difference for me. All right. Does Cleveland actually have a functional offense now?
0: I'm seeing a 20 point total here. Uh, I, I've watched their games and I'm like, oh my god, they can like th- they can throw the forward pass now. This is kind of exciting. Is 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 Joe Flacco like a god or something? What's going on here?
1: Uh, it just looks better after last week. Obviously, he's going into a similar spot. So Injoku uh, really came through last yep. week. After the first week, it was all Harrison Bryant for Flacco. Last week, it was all Njoku, Maybe that one flips back. And that would be somewhere I would be rather looking for a a leverage spot where you're talking about a $2,500 tight end in Harrison Bryant. And Joku has the good matchup on paper. Flacco's got a pretty good matchup going up against Chicago. It's in Cleveland. They're at home. He's looked pretty good. I get that. But I I think this would be a spot where you could look at that passing game more than the running game. And then i will be looking more at the tight ends, like in Joku or Harrison Bryant. That's the early stuff that I'm seeing.
0: Justin Fields is a good fantasy quarterback. Breaking
1: news: Is he a guy that we could play against this vaunted Cleveland defense? I'm not not as interested. I actually I did go back to the well. I know it was the King of the Beach week when you told me to play Chicago versus Detroit. Obviously, that was in the dome. It worked out really well. It almost worked out really well again last week. I think I needed really what I think it came down to is if Komet could have got um, a touchdown at the end or something like that. It would have kept up with the Injokus and the Ingrams of the world while boosting. Fields even further up the board because obviously Fields, DJ Moore, Comet all did something. It was just like we needed one more boost to that. And it's uh someone asked about Ritter stack this week. I think those. I think both him and Fields were last week's news. Like I, they definitely were awesome plays last week. The way everything shook out as of right now, I don't see it as the same. But I think there's pieces here that you could pick up. Cleveland's just really tough place to go in and play. No matter only how play Ritter. Look. Only play Ritter when he's in Atlanta.
0: Don't play him on the road. That that that's what I. That's what I'm thinking about him. Yeah. Uh, probably same with Justin Fields too or especially just not at Cleveland's not a great matchup here's one that I'm just initially is kind of tickling my fancy I, I, I thought Jordan Love looked like hot garbage last night uh, and there could be a little bit of a reaction to that but like I'm, I'm still gonna you know he's still um, he still like wasn't I mean okay he had a bad game I get it but like heading into that he was like a 23 point monster and Tampa Bay is a team that gets in some sneaky freaking shootouts this year so like at 6200 I'm kind of feeling some Jordan Love and if Christian Watson's gonna be out again he's the cheapest guy in the world to stack with Dobbs and Reed and Kraft and
1: all these guys uh are you any interest for Jordan Love for you yeah certainly I I think you said it best and if you can see the the aforementioned Desmond Ritter can have a good game against this defense then I think you could definitely see Jordan Love get back to it like last night hopefully that disappoints people it is a short week so on and so forth but his guys can kind of drag him along here I like the I like the receiving core that he has I would like it better if we had Watson, we don't, but still Wicks, Reed, Dobbs, all these guys, Kraft, another guy that we just still haven't seen a full load. Like I think he's going to have a big game soon. I know that, I think yesterday was like 10 points or something. I know it came through for those playing the two gamer, but I think you go right back to him here and, and do it again. I, again, we'll have to wait on whether someone's asked for the weather. It, it's, we don't know on Tuesdays. That was one of the comments last week. Like don't listen to any show that's talking about weather on a Tuesday. We're saying we don't know weather on a Tuesday, that's the whole point. Again, we're looking at ifs then ifs then if this then that as I always like to say or ifs and buts and we'll see but for me the Green Bay side would be interesting here and he still threw the ball Jordan Love like 40 times last Mm -hmm. night so I'll take that any time of the week and whatever else happens happens I also think we have some stuff on the other side of this game like I don't mind Rashad White he's he was the forgotten guy last week because a bad matchup late in the season too and especially as it gets colder or outside or different stuff last week wasn't an outdoor game but just to say it like You can always see that stuff. And here going into Lambo, it could be. I think you could still lean on that because that's what the teams will want to go with. And the matchup is pretty good for him here setting things up. And then on top of it, you would have the passing game coming back the other way. I think that's actually a good way to set it up is your love stack with some pass catchers. White on the other side. That's a, a first look here, but that's what I'm seeing. What about the flip of that? What happens? What about AJ Dillon? He was kind of flop lag
0: last night, right? He didn't do great. I mean, he never does great. He sucks. But like, is this not a chance to get him at home in a favorable script at 5300 and he finally gets that two touchdown game and gets you 20
1: points? I man. I don't know if that exists, does it? That's <laughs> not a, that's not in the range of outcomes Dude, for a slap December, like that. It, hey, it's man, it's that time of year for our guy. It was this time last year, December 19th. 2022 we're coming up on the 17th here so it'll be two days short anniversary of the last time he scored two touchdowns on a slate so there's some late here there's some tidbits for you right there it could be the two touchdown aj dillon game what are you going to do though stack up baker on the other side Fuck yeah, ba- okay. Bakers Duke as I've Austin. always as I've always
0: said Baker Mayfield great fantasy quarterback. That's what I've always said. I'm kidding. Uh he's actually I mean yeah, he's not he's been pretty consistent this year. He just never breaks the slate. That's the problem with
1: Bakers. He's never he's never going to get
0: you 28 points. Like he, he
1: always needs he always needs Mike Evans to get one more. It's like exactly. Mike Evans right. actually gets a couple and it's like man if he could have just got 3 though. How does it require Mike Evans to get three touchdowns for a guy like Baker to come through. But it reminds me of last week, what I said earlier with Fields, Moore, and Kemet. You could have easily set it up here. Like you said, you could set it up. Um, Baker with Evans, with Otten, with Dylan on the other side. And I actually don't hate that. It's just, I I feel like you are going to be needing that extra touchdown to Otten or Evans on top of whatever hopefully they can do early on for you to make this thing work. But it's certainly a slight... I could see it being something. And I think this game is at least a little bit interesting. I'll go ahead and answer this, Andrew. I, I If Watson's
0: in, I'm playing him, right? Unless there's, it's a, you know, something where they say he's going to be limited. If he's in there and I'm playing Jordan Love, I'm definitely going to have Christian Watson in those stacks just because I think you'll get him at under 5% ownership. right? I, I don't think that's probably where I'm going to plant my flag this week, but if I were playing Jordan Love stacks and Christian Watson's going to be active and we think he's going to be back in his normal role, I would certainly be rotating him and Reed, Dobbs, and Kraft as guys that I would probably be stacking with uh, Jordan Love. Only yeah, and- only concern I have with Jordan Love is he's usually a guy you have to double stack, and I've kind of fallen in love with quarterbacks that you can get away with skinny stacking. What about you, Tambo?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and I don't even know. Like, I, I thought Watson might be out a little longer, so we'll have to wait and see. I think he's thinking like more so that was the issue last night. So I'm sure you saw the comments last night when we get there, but the Tyree Kill stuff, like the biggest argument for Tyree Kill to be MVP was how bad that offense yeah. was the minute he went off the field. I get it. The jokes, a wide receiver usually doesn't win it. All the factors. He's been incredible, but still, my point here would be someone's thinking that I think they're saying like, is it that he's out that it's affecting them? I thought Reed is awesome. Like, like I still think he's fine, but we'll have to see because he left, I think as well. Right. So what, whatever happens with this receiving core, we'll know by the end of the week, I like all these options that he still has without Watson, but we'll see how that looks at the end of the week. But any of if we'll see where it goes, Watson, Reed, Wicks, Dobbs, all those guys, Malik Heath, if those guys were out, could still step up. I just, again, it makes it even cheaper. And the other thing you have to remember too is I care way less about this guy making them look good or not. I know you say that's what's going to relate to points, but it's week to week, day to day. We have no idea what's actually going to happen. Here's what the process is that I stick to and that I like. I want a quarterback with stackable options and the tighter and more condensed it can be even better. So if you're telling me he's going to be missing one more, it sometimes can hurt them, but the price is right. The price is cheap on all of them. You can stack it up. And what you're telling me is that the tree would be even more condensed when it comes to pass catchers. That is what I like. All right,
0: let's move on to this next game. Tyreek Hill, $9,900 now. We're not, I, I'm not too concerned about him being back, right? Him coming back in the second half, he still looked explosive. He was still making plays. Uh, you feeling
1: pretty confident he's going to be back and good to go this week? I think he's going to be back and good to go. Probably an automatic fade for me at almost $10,000 for a receiver on any slate. We just did this. It's not even like last time it happened. I'm saying we did this conversation because everyone always, oh, you say slate to slate, day to day, like you just said. No, no, no. Listen up. Last time he was out at 9,600 and I tried to explain to people that even if he gets you 30 points, there's no guarantee on a full slate that he's going to be on it. Like everyone was so pumped when he got that 80 yard touchdown out of the gate. They're like, oh, he got there. He did his job. No, that's what he needs to do when he's almost 10,000. So there's one. Now sit back on the couch and wait for him to not get injured again and hopefully get another one. Maybe because I'm saying this, others think this way and he comes in lower owned and that will get you on him again. But it's not just an ownership play for me. It's nothing along those lines. When somebody is almost 10,000, we did this for years. This is where experience starts to rack up with Devontae Adams when he played for the Packers, with uh, Cooper Cup when he first started going off at 9,200 and 96. Like these guys would get you 30 every week and I do the review show every week. Why that's also, why are, you looking at, why are you looking at NFL DFS on a Monday? That's called the review show. We do it every week and it's important for stuff like this that you find out they never ended up on the optimal. They never ended up on the winning lineups because too many other guys come out of the woodworks at 6,000 and put up 25 when your guy at 9,900 put up 30. And you're like, that's a, that's a safe 30 points. Safe doesn't win tournaments. And again, it's not really never I'm exaggerating, but just like never Mahomes. How'd that work out for everybody last week? Again, it just does. You're playing with fire and you're, it's your money that you're lighting on fire. So keep that in mind. I'm going to come at you with the, with the, I cannot
0: believe I'm about to say these words, Tambo. This Jets-Miami game, I think the person who initially just jumps off the page is the one guy I definitely want to play from this game, Garrett Wilson. Like, I want to play a Jet when Miami's at home. What the hell is my problem? I just feel like they have finally realized we need to just force-feed this guy. Zach Wilson has always had an eye for Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson is a—he's just a badass. He's a great football player, uh, and I think that they're going to have to get him the ball if they're going to be competitive in this game at all. And at 5800 Jesus, that's a good price, man. Yeah, going
1: right back to it. I'm with you there on that. Obviously the Tyreek grant, but just to go the other way, it's not just even like go to Waddle instead. It's more of looking for other angles. And I actually like that. And like, for example, I think projections will have Wilson maybe 10 to 12 points less than Tyreek. If I was a betting, if I could bet spreads on the fantasy points like that. I would probably take the plus 10 or plus 12 on Garrett Wilson. I just think, like you said, with Wilson back, it's just the guy that he force feeds. You have a top-notch wide receiver with a shitty quarterback. That's why he gets down to this price point, but it's not points. It's not quarterback. It's not total points of the game. It's not Jets points scored. It's not Zach Wilson is good or bad. It's how many fantasy points can I get from a guy like Garrett Wilson? And at that price at 5,800, I'm more than okay with it. I worry a little bit about the ownership after it worked out last week and flipping over to this week. But I think again, if you're talking about safety, there's just as much to me right now, safety in that as there is in Tyreek hitting 30 plus like that to me is like, I'm, I'm comfortable thinking about Wilson getting 15 to 20 as much as I am with Hill getting 30 plus. I mean, that's kind of, you still need to get the 30 nobody likes unders, but that that's hard to get to, man. I know you say it's yep. so simple for him. He's great, but it is tough at almost $10,000 to eat that. And you'll get Tyreek lower on this week because of it. But I'm just saying my points. I like the running backs in this game. I like um most mostert both 71, 7,200. You'll have to pick your poison here. And I think that's the spot to roll in against New York Jets. That's the spot to go against them anyway. And why not, um, you know, after the game that you just had, you're at home, just keep it rolling. Just that running game It was working last night early on too, by the way. Like obviously things got, got away and changed a little bit, but they were both getting it done on the ground. So I'm more than fine with going back to one of those two. Yeah, are you? Do you think that Achan maybe gets the uh, touchdown variance this
0: week? Like, I played Mostert last night because I thought they were both the exact same guy. So if one's going to be twice as owned as the other, I'll just go play the other guy and hope he gets the touchdown variance. And that's what Mostert got. Do you think we could see that possibly swing back to Achan getting the uh, touchdown variance this week against the Jets?
1: Yeah, Ken, I, I think you're going to be uh, in a world of hurt here, though, because it's 72 and 7,100. So it's like that's a- every... A-Chan lineup has a chance to switch to Mostert for 100 bucks less. So yep. if you're doing the uh, the single-entry stuff, you're really going to be in trouble. You're going to have to pick your poison there. If you're doing MME, it's almost like you, you could get the lineup that has A-Chan, but it doesn't have Mostert. It ends up being that you need Mostert, and you obviously had the 100 bucks. That's going to be tilting. So uh, it's tough to pick right now, but I think uh, A-Chan is going to be the guy that gets the ownership, at least what it looks like now, if they're going to be the same price. Right. All right, let's move over to
0: a dome game. You know, the big guy loves dome. The Giants at New Orleans. As you remember on this show last week, Tambo, I was dead set on all in on Jameis Winston. And then that piece of shit, Derek Carr had to come back and kill all my dreams, yeah. um, which which just nuked my week because then I ended up uh, settling on Josh Dobbs, the fucking alien looking slapdick. Um, uh, it didn't go well. That would be the story there. So what do you think this week? By the way, Derek Carcell is the questionable tag. Is there a chance he could be out? Please let me have a freaking JMS week before this this year's over. Please. I think
1: we got a bunch of tags here, right? We're going to have to wait and see on uh, Taysom, Shahid, Carr. Like all these guys have the Q tag now. I'm not sure what the full status is of each, but just in general, uh, it does it does worry me a little bit. So we'll have to wait and see. But what about your guy on the other side? Don't you want to play the Italian Stallion? DeVito you saw his agent last night all done up ready to roll like he came out and got the job done doesn't he just ride the momentum here go into the the dome and just throw all over these Saints I, I look I said last night I'm like guys I think this guy can get you 18 points
0: that may not sound that great but like at 5100 he could probably be the highest scoring quarterback per dollar on this slate and could be a guy that could get you there right and that's the same thing this week so I don't think there's any chance Tommy DeVito is going to be the highest scoring quarterback on this slate but he could be the highest scoring quarterback points per dollar and often on a main slate that can be good enough because he allows you to go get some payup options at other spots or maybe two payup options that people aren't playing and if those guys go nuke and he gets that 18 to 20 points that can win you a GPP.
1: Yeah, don't, don't hate it. Like you said, just, uh, you know, for, for this spot, uh, like last night, obviously the call was much easier to make on a two-game slate, I think. It's still hard to make when everyone's on those two guys. I mean, it's contrarian, and you want it to be contrarian last night. Both him and Levis came through, but like you said, on a 10-gamer, I struggle to get there, but I get it because it's in the dome and all that. But uh, one thing on the last game I just want to bring up because the chat brought up a good point. Uh, There's also some serious injuries to Miami's line last night on top of other stuff they already had going on. And then also uh, Jets D is only 2,500. If you're not landing on any of those other spots, if you're not picking a Miami running back, if you're not playing Tyreek or anything like that, I actually am very comfortable going to the Jets D at 2,500 bucks division game. I know Miami's big favorite, but they were last night too. It, it can easily happen where that's involved. But I, I think people will think more so the other way. Like if they end up getting no ownership by the end of the week, I know we're spending a lot of time on this game, but I think a lot of people will convert to that late in the week and say, why are we not just playing Tua, Tyreek, and someone else and just stomp all over the other side? So we'll, we'll see where my takes are when we get close to the weekend, but I'm just very confident and pretty confident, at least as of right now, in my Tyreek take where even if the Sims or the other sites and the projections and stuff all say play them, the, the theory and the aspect of the game still come in where I'm going to play what I know and has worked for me for many years now. So I'm just looking at it from that perspective. Not, not much else here for me uh, besides maybe some Camaro flop leg. On this yeah. one, and maybe, um, no, I can't pay that, $3,800.
0: $8, Alvin Kamara can go fuck himself. Like, you know, like at PGA, we all have that one guy we never get right. In NFL, that is definitely Alvin Kamara
1: for me. Fuck that guy. This is the guy that does it, though, man. Like, this is the guy that the week before tilts you completely. Like I said it the other day. I think it's true, though. I literally think he had 13 points on DraftKings in the first half and ended at 13 and a half. Yep. This is the guy that comes back the next week and can slam, like, five touchdowns. And you're like, oh my God, at 8,600, we'll see if people go off from him or not. But I, I at least have some interest early in the week on him. I think I might just play him
0: every week forever and just destroy his career. I think that's the only prudent play to do here. Because every time I play him, he does terrible. I'll have him out of the league in a year and a half. No problem. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Let's just pray it's a Jameis week. I'm, I'll go all in on Jameis. I'm a, look, we all have guys that we're sluts for. And in an NFL, I, I, Jameis Winston is my guilty pleasure. You're going to have to deal with it, people. Uh all right, Houston, Tennessee. Uh man, Tennessee like kind of looked like a functional offense again last night. Is old skinny jeans Levi's like have a pulse now, or was that just like you know, luck
1: sacking in your opinion? Perfect segue. What you said about your Jameis take, and you people have certain guys that they're just sluts for and they hop on. We have a guy in our Discord, DFS Juice, huge Will Levis guy. He won like 80k with him a month ago, right? Turned 18 bucks into eighty thousand. He rides them for the whole month doesn't get anywhere with them, gives back some of that cash. And then last night wins like another 45,000 because he goes, I stuck with my guy. I just keep rolling with him." And sure enough, it gets him to the top of both FanDuel and DraftKings leaderboards and wins almost 50K again with him. So a bunch of tickets, all this other stuff. So I don't know. Um, But I'll tell you what, the spot here is pretty good. He's 5,400. Hopkins is 6,200. I know people are going to want to play the running game heavy here and for good reason. Henry, 6,900. Uh, Spears, who looked really good again last night, only 4,800. This is the spot where I'd be more likely to do it versus earlier when we talked about um, Algier versus Dijon. I'd rather go Spears over Henry. The matchup, the same. He was getting touches well before Henry ever got injured last week or anything like that. Spears was still involved. That's why I liked him on the slate last night. He ended up coming through, but I think this is a good spot for him. So you, you can, And he's stackable with Levis as well. If you want to go there, and then the real good matchup on the other side is wide receivers. And this was in the tidbits last week too. It's I think it's been every week except one or two now, maybe on the main slate where a Houston wide receiver wasn't in one of the winning lineups in one of the main tournaments or something like that, because we've had tank Dell weeks before injuries. We've had Nico Collins weeks. And then of course we had Noah Brown weeks as well. So these guys just stay involved and not sure the status on Collins Right now, I believe something was on. Uh, something happened with him, right? He ended up leaving that yeah. game or whatever. But yeah, he was out the whole second half. I think. What, what yeah. about C.J. Stroud? He got banged up at the end too, didn't he? Yeah, he's I two see... tag as well. I, I think uh... he's gonna be okay, but we'll have to wait and see. But he did uh, get a little bit banged up. Noah Brown five thousand though here yeah. is uh, is definitely interesting. Even a secondary stack in this game, like a Noah Brown Spears, or if you want to go with DeHember and, and keep rolling with the big dog, you can do that too. Uh, but I definitely think this game is a spot that you are gonna see some secondary stacks get played for sure.
0: Yeah, Chig I, I looks
1: good too, by the this, way. Also, yeah,
0: he did look pretty good last night. We got a question right here. Shig flop, uh, pr- uh price cheaply this week. I don't, I, if I were stacking Levis, I would basically only be doing it with Hopkins and Jig. That's like yeah. the only two I'm really trying to stack him with. The other guys, like they literally play like 30% of the snaps.
1: I'd, I'd be okay with Spears just to shake it up because he's mm. cheap, but I really, I would obviously prefer what you just said. And I think you could also get away. We've seen this work a couple times, talked about it plenty on the show, just a skinny stack. Uh, You know, go away from the Hopkins stuff. Obviously Hopkins crushed last night, but go with Levis and Chig and hope that Levis robs the running backs and maybe runs one or two in and that Chig catches one or two at the goal line. You got a couple guys from that goal line. So I'll have to wait and see. They said Stroud's in the concussion protocol. So I'm sure he'll get cleared. By the time the game comes around, but we'll, we'll wait so? and see. I just, like, I, I, I thought I, that I thought it was eighty percent of the time that people get in protocol
0: they don't get cleared. That was the number somebody told me. I don't know if there's any validity to that.
1: Yeah, the tinfoil hat comes on though and just says like Stroud, you got to get him in the game, right? So we'll we'll see how it goes. But I I feel like he's gonna clear it. We'll we'll wait and see. All right, last game from the early part of the slate, Kansas
0: City at New England, a disgusting total. Jeez Louise, so weird to see Kansas City with only 23 uh, implied points and New England only with 14. Um, What This seems like the most obvious never Mahomes week. I got to imagine he's going to be at less than 2% ownership this week.
1: Even at 2% ownership, can you just still not even consider him? Yeah, I do. That's like, again, Uh, that's just 2% towards the rake that you can go with. Like, again, (laughs) I I, I think that's another huge leak. In people's games, I know it can't be fully considered a leak because people say, but you can never be mad about getting a talent level. Like here's the example um Lamar Jackson all mm-hmm. season. Oh, but I got Lamar at 2%. I'm like, it's, it's all these, uh, what do we always call them? Like, uh, Slansky, what is it? Slansky box? whatever like they always talk about it where it's like you know you you get ahead of the curve and you're like oh it would have been worth something if he just came through you like just because someone is low owned doesn't mean they're a great play you can make the cases for why they are and all these other factors but do you really like is is patrick mahomes going into new england i know but he's angry he was whiny at the end of the game and he really wants this one now like these are not real reasons why that is there's a reason he's low owned because he's not a good play and it just sometimes those come through and patrick mahomes is talented enough that he could. It's not a cop-out. I stick to it. I talk about it all the time. I don't know if you saw this today. I'll take it a different area because I have nothing else to talk about in this game. He went on an interview in the in the media room and said that not only was that play at the end of the game a disgrace to them and that game, but it may affect Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame career because he made a Hall of Fame play at the end of the game. And I actually never been on this guy's case. Very often, when I talk about stuff, it's about DFS related. My money, hopefully, your money, making you or saving you some, whatever that might be. But like, this is just the whiniest stuff I've ever heard or seen. Whether you believe in the call or not, who cares? It's it doesn't get called for some, it does for others. It happens all the time, man. It sucks. It's sports. It costs us big in some cases. But to go on and say that it's like that's affecting Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame career because that play now is just a blip on the radar that nobody will know about really, and it doesn't go down in the highlight books and all that, like just the dumbest take I've ever heard in my life and just ridiculous. <laughs> I can't think
0: of, of Patrick Mahomes and not think of this Twitter video that some guy put out where it's like Mahomes like yelling at the refs, but he, but the guy dubs a voice over him and does like this Kermit voice. Just yeah. like,
1: it's so funny. I, but I, I that's just, he does sound, sound like, he guy, does kind like of sound like Kermit the, the frog, how a man sounds like you can't really control a lot of these things or, or you know what I mean? Like there's so many other things. That you can talk about. It's it's not one for me to do that, and it is funny and jokes are awesome and great. But I'm saying it's not even that. It's just I don't get how you can go out and say something like that when literally it's like your dude was offside. It just it happens, man. It sucks. It's bad luck or whatever you want to call it. A mistake was made. Anything you want to say, just own it and move on. That's what well, you got to do. Well,
0: Tambo, I'm petty, and so I do enjoy that shit. And I, I also you, like, man.
1: I'm fine <laughs> with it. I, I love it. I, you're my like, guy. I am not like this. His wife saying. is
0: annoying as shit, too. There you go. I got all the takes for you. Yeah. And, uh, anything you else know.
1: in this game that you like? People are worried about Rashi Rice and the $6,100 price tag or anything like that. Or Yeah, I'm not know. paying $6,100 pay.
0: for a Chiefs uh, wide receiver. Not in this lifetime. I mean, unless they get Tyreek Hill back, then I'm open to it. Uh, but Rasheed Rice, he's been good. But, I, I, you know, he's still only getting 65%, 70% of the snap share. I, I need a dude that's out there 90% if I'm paying $6,000. That's just my take on it. And uh, New England, when they're at home, they kind of, you know, they're kind of good at uglying the game up. So uh, this just really strikes me as like a, a 21 to 13 type game. I think it's going to be pretty close to what Vegas is saying. And uh, that is not a great fantasy environment. Maybe some Patri- Z. Patriots Z,
1: 2300. By the way, if you're playing against these two, Heavy hitting squads this week you can play the jets d at 2500 against miami but the new england d is actually at home i know again it's the scary chiefs or whatever you want to call them here but i'll, I'll be fine again if you're not playing any of them and you need money elsewhere land on 2300 patriots give it a shot see what happens I don't want to be dramatic, but Zeke actually looked like a little, like
0: he still had a little bit of juice left in the tank on that last game against Pittsburgh. Like when he was catching the ball in the backfield, he had a little shake in those hips. He was always falling forward. Um, I, I actually thought like, oh my God, is Zeke not dust? Because I was convinced he was. And then I watched that game. I was like, Jesus, I think he's got a little bit left in the tank.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I did not have the same vision, but... I also don't ever really play Zeke and it's never hurt me. So he scored 27 fantasy points. What do you want from the man? That's good. I don't even remember him being on any winning lineups, but, but it did. I guess it mattered. 27 is good. He was the nutted captain. I think I, 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 I don't
0: remember who would have outscored him on that slate. Uh, all right, oh, moving he, on.
1: What Go was ahead. it? Oh, I think it was, it was, it was, was that it the was, Thursday night football game.
0: Yeah, it was one of, it was oh, one of the primetime games. And I
1: was like, yeah, okay, obviously he was involved in that. My bad. I, yeah. I was thinking it was on Sunday. I was like, I don't even remember him being in the mix. But, yeah, going back to last Thursday, that is correct. It was against Pittsburgh. I do remember this now. There it is. Put some respect
0: on that man name. Yeah. All right, afternoon games, San Francisco at Arizona. This I mean, these these three afternoon games are are, in my opinion, definitively the three best games on the slate, just looking at them over here. Um, and this one, this one just oh my god, how are we gonna not play 49ers this week? I, I, I think it's a death sentence to not have at least one 49er in your lineup. Cause these guys, I cannot believe it, but they are really good at offense. Like it's not just that they're efficient, it's that they're like explosive too. Like it's such a great offense playing the shitty Cardinals defense in a dome. I mean, this just checks every box you want to see for an offense so which 49ers are we going to play and why is it all of them
1: yeah that might be the answer I'm not sure if you saw this too last week like Hishbu who's an absolute crusher we did the review show the guy's just an absolute beast in all sports and he went out and had a bunch of these stacks and he had them with Ayuk, Debo and Kittle he had some others mixed around with CMC into them with Purdy and all that and this is funny you say that but like this is a week I think so because of seeing that happening you could see some sort of overreactions where people go a little bit too crazy with it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it could work again. And to your original point, joking or not, you could almost set up a rule to have like at least one, mm-hmm. 40, one of these um, 49ers in your lineup. Because this, I mean, okay. almost two, two touchdown favorites on the road in a dome. Purdy's only 6,800, 7,700 for Debo. Somehow Ayuk is down to 70, like 72. And Debo went and crossed him now after the last two weeks, obviously because of the results. But I could just jump right back on to Ayuk. I'm still going to play Debo. There's people do this thing. Like last week, I even put this in my slate plan where people were talking about, oh, but he's not going to score three touchdowns again. One, he doesn't have to. Two, he still scored two. So like he can still be involved very heavily. But one interesting note I will say, because everyone's scared of this matchup against the 49ers, Trey McBride is Mm 5,200. If you go to like DVP rankings anywhere and look at it, it's going to say that this is one of the worst matchups on paper for tight ends. And it is for, for scoring fantasy points. I don't think Trey McBride is a tight end besides what the denotion is of his, of his position on the team. Like they're going to use him more and more like a wide receiver. That's the only spot you can really get after it here. And really what have Marquise Brown and Dortch and more and guys like that done, even if Michael Wilson comes back, who cares besides price, these guys will get mixed into game stacks. I'm not saying don't play them. I'm, I'll put them into these game stacks, but I'm saying, don't forget about Trey McBride because while your other places and things that you see out there, will look at it and say, but they're really good against tight ends. I just, I don't think he's a tight end besides the fact that he's actually a tight end on paper. Kyler Murray at home
0: running around for his life. Any chance he makes this game 31 to 28 and has four touchdowns and is essential to having him. And then you have a 49 or two in the run back. Could that be the
1: the sneaky way to get into this game? It's definitely possible. And uh, we kind of want that and need it to make this game pop off for the other side. The other interesting part of that note is again on paper it's not going to look great and whatever whatever but he's literally just 400 bucks cheaper than Purdy so who is going to play Kyler when you can play Brock Purdy for 400 bucks more it just yep. makes even if, especially if you're stacking the same game like people just won't and if you can somehow get him that was one of the notes though too actually I'm glad you bring this up because that was another note Purdy only I'll say only what did Purdy score last week 20 21 uh, let me look. I'll
0: bring it up real quick. He scored 25 last week against Seattle.
1: Okay. Still had 25. I was going to say that, that all I remember is his other guys all had 30, but he had 25. So he's not going to do much else. And I guess that would be the point. Like what if you played Kyler, you need sort of Kyler to be in this game for those other guys to hit their yep. ceiling most likely. So why not have like a Kyler with two of Brock Purdy's pass catchers. And then all you got to really hope for is that Purdy or that Kyler beats Purdy. And Debo like runs one in or does some other yep. stuff that way. It's definitely possible. I don't hate it. it. So I like this that would idea. be one
0: of the few times I would ever want to skinny stack my quarterback, right? I would only run Kyler with one guy, probably McBride or one pass or, or one of the receivers. And then I would have a rule to, always double run it back against him, right? I want every lineup to come back with two 49ers, which is a, a, a runback rule I hardly ever set, but I'm just so sure that the 49ers are going to have 500 yards of offense and 28 points minimum that I'm going to want to prob- – that no one guy can eat up all that usage. So I want to grab both of them, hope Kyler gets his three touchdowns. Maybe we luck sack he runs two of them in uh, and then throws the other one to McBride or something like that. But I will warn you, Kyler Murray has not looked good this year. But, you know, then that part of me is always saying, or he could. That's that's the one thing that ke- I keep coming back to.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be a pretty close 2v2 between Christian McCaffrey and, uh, like, I don't know, like Christian McCaffrey and Waddle versus Tyreek and one of, and like Tyreek and Mostert, for example. Right. Like, t- same spot, flip it around. I'm not sure what side you think will be higher owned, but I, I think McCaffrey is a little bit easier to stomach just because you can play you know you got two running back spots you got to fill up there's a flex spot all that but also just you know 20 points and last week he really got that second touchdown kind of snaked away when um so Debo's second touchdown was kind of snaked away from CMC because Debo earned it on the drive didn't quite get in they're like oh we'll just give an end around to him but could have easily been CMC's right there for another six points and change for the yards. so I don't know. I feel better about the McCaffrey side there at least a little bit early on, but we'll see how it ends up shaking out.
0: Why are they not pricing Purdy over 7000 I mean, what does this no guy got to do? He, he should be 7500 minimum.
1: It's nuts. Uh, the, the interview was so cool the other day that they showed um, I forget his his left tackle or whatever that was talking about him. He was just explaining it like, man, it makes no sense. Trent Williams or whatever his name is. I forget his full name, but he was basically saying like, man, they're just not going to give this guy his due because of his draft spot, right? Like they, they can't say this about him. He's good. He's like, that is not what a system yeah. quarterback does. He's like, there's just, that's not what they do. This guy places the ball accurately in spots. It's not system at all. And it's like, again, it's the same thing. Maybe the DFS gods and, and the price makers over at DraftKings feel the same way. They can't give him his do or whatever, but I do think uh, he's going to be extremely popular at 6,800 this week for, for good reason. First person
0: in the chat to tell me where Brock Purdy went to college, you get a free ticket with me this week. Right over here in the chat. First person to answer that. All right, let's I, move I on to this yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you don't watch that much college football up there in Canada, I imagine. So that, that's kind of a tricky one for you. Uh, all right, Washington and the, uh, the the Commanders and the Rams, which a pretty big total, 49-point total. I got to just tell you right off the hop, I'm loving some Rams this week.
1: Yeah, let's go. I'm with you. I don't, I don't know how sneaky this ends up, but that side of the game actually looks pretty good here. Like You, you look at it all, and you can stack Kieran Williams. In with Matthew Stafford, you can get Cooper Cup still for seventy eight hundred. Talk about not pricing a guy up, he just he came back, had a good week, and did not get priced up. He's still seventy eight hundred. So uh, there, there's the winner, right? Deep back yep. got it, Iowa State. Yep, there
0: you go. That's my that's my hardcore weather dude. He's the guy that like gets even fancier uh, weather projections whenever we're doing majors and stuff. He'll give me like the behind the scenes weather stuff. Um, and so uh, I, I I don't mind doing a ticket with him because he's been very good with sh- uh, helping me uh, understand advanced weather for PGA.
1: He's like even even higher above the not a poor status of yeah. eighteen bucks a year. Yeah. He's got the secret like, model. He
0: literally does it for a living. That's what he does. So he has all the most advanced models and everything. It's it's some pretty nerdy shit.
1: Nice. Uh, That's what we like to see. Yeah. What, what? else do you like in this game? I mean, there's lots of. Pieces I mean, so first of all,
0: you know, Karen Williams just always complaining about shit. I'm just telling you, like this. Just this just seems like a game where he's going to to fucking score 35. I, I hope that he's low owned. I think people are going to want to get some Stafford, some Cup, Nakua. I get it all, and I, I, I really feel like Cooper Cup is trending back towards being uh, really nutted, right? Um, and so part of me wants to play Cup, but I feel like, uh, you know, I Ka- Karen Williams is probably going to be the one that uh, is, is the one that I want to go to. I've played him once this year. He did me really good, and his usage is not dropped off at all. I do not mind going right back to him. The guy is kind of a beast, and uh, that total against that shitty-ass defense, sign me up um i want i would want to run some sam Howell, but man I, it's so hard to stack that guy because he kind of spreads it around and uh he's not the easiest dude in the world to stack
1: yeah you might have to do what's the is logan thomas good to go i think he's fine i, I didn't see him there for a second but he's uh what
0: the shit is he i don't even uh logan thomas uh, he ben doesn't have a designation
1: logan. over here on the solver so i guess he's okay yeah, he hasn't been okay in the fantasy points column, but this would be a, a spot me. you could get back to him here at only 3,700. I kind of like that skinny sack or just taking another shot on Terry McLaurin or something like that, I guess. But for me, I like the other side a lot more. Jerry Matt said this game reminds you of Washington Philly earlier in the year. What what did he say here? I can't. Uh, let's see. I mean, uh
0: this game reminds me of Washington Philly earlier. Everyone will play the Rams stack. Maybe Sharper is to do Hal plus wide receiver plus tight end, two or three players from the Rams. I I mean this this game does just reek of of shootout city, right? Yeah, right.
1: Well, it's, uh, well, I was just going to say, uh, the one thing that reminded me of though was what I had said uh, just a moment ago in that other game. And I actually like it better in this game than in the uh, Kyler game. Now thinking out loud here, because obviously the it seems like it could be a lot closer game. Sam Howell has, get, gets you 20 plus every game. And the reason is he'll still just run like a maniac and a wild man and run it in for one or two touchdowns on top of, if he throws it, it's really hard to predict. Who he's going to throw it to. So instead of really doing that way, you could do like a Howell Williams cup, and that mm. like cup getting there never means Stafford gets there. Like that's not for sure. When Cup gets there with like twenty eight, and that's nope. more than enough at seventy eight hundred, uh, you're you're fine. It might not even be through a touchdown. That could just be through like ten catches for one hundred eighty yards or something like that, and, you're, and you get a bonus. You actually get more one hundred and fifty yards on ten catches, and you're good to go. And then you've got Howell who beats Stafford, and Kieran Williams gets two on the ground that keeps it going back and forth. That to me is, is interesting. And you could still do like a two, two where it's like how and somebody, whether you pick a, a McLaurin or a um, uh, Thomas or something like that, if you want to do that, maybe Curtis Samuel or something along those lines and, and go from there. But I think this is a game that you'll have to get different with them, but I think it's still an interesting one to attack for sure. And the total is solid. So we're good.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know it, it, this. I, I feel like this game is probably going to be the lowest owned of these three afternoon games, yet still might be the one that that pays the most dividends. That's, that's, that's kind of my initial take. We'll have to see where it's coming in. This last game, man, I want to get access to this. I've wanted to play Josh Allen all year, but, man, I have not seen a lot of great punt options so far just going over this 10-game slate, so stacking Josh Allen with anybody is... I mean, especially if you want to run it back with a good player, like, like CD lamb or something like you ain't got no money left, Bob. So I, I, I just feel like this game is going to be tremendously difficult to get overexposed to. Uh, can you, can you give me some ideas how I could get there?
1: No, it was this. So two spots on this slate, Kansas city, New England and Dallas and Buffalo. Obviously this game should be amazing to watch. It's going to be what we're all waiting on down the stretch as the slate ends. So I think there's at least that, and, and that's something to be interested in. But for me, have to see when we get closer, if we can get value, right? This is the spot I would want much more. So let me say it this way. I'd want this spot much more than Kansas City, New England. Everyone says, no shit. Look at the total, Bob. You said it. Like, of course, I get that. But I'm saying, to your point, I'm not just going to say to take it because we know it's going to go off. Like, we have no idea. And we just talked about two other games in the afternoon that I could easily see going off. So it's really a late swap opportunity or a closer to Sunday opportunity when we see what type of value shows up. But like, there's potential here as well. You could have Gabe Davis Slop leg, if they're going to focus up on Stefan Diggs, you get a guy like Davis. Maybe he opens things up. Kincaid, again, another guy that gets used kind of like the Trey McBride situation I talked about earlier where you're going to see Kincaid run slot routes and easy stuff across the field so they can just check down to him in these places. I I think that can move the needle and move it across. I just think it's really hard right now on paper to say, let's go Josh Allen with Davis and Kincaid and run it back with a, a Brandon Cooks. Sounds good. I don't know how it will actually look and shake out as the week goes on, but that's kind of at least my first thoughts here. Play some of these guys that we liked last week and then hope that it's their turn to get there this week. What's up with the Q tag on Kincaid? Are we pretty? Are we confident he's probably going to be playing this week? Because if not, I feel like Knox probably becomes a really nice punt here, right? Well, one thing I will say too, I'll bring this up. Uh, one last point. I want to look up this news factor here, but blah, blah, blah. Injures the shoulder, says he's not worried. So we'll see. But I brought this up last week and it ended up being a great play. I didn't quite get enough of them myself in the right places, but everyone, Oh, Dawson Knox is back. It's going to kill Kincaid, all this. It's more than, here's the thing. Dawson Knox, they like to use the block with. So what ended up happening? James Cook ended up getting the ball. It felt like three to five times a drive. He just kept getting the ball. He's not going to be your guy at the goal line. They've got Latavius Murray and Josh Allen, but he gets enough action to be able to move the ball that way. I'm pretty sure at home in a game like this, Buffalo is still going to, and they're protecting, obviously got a nice win last week that worked out in their favor, but Dallas is no joke either. So I think there's an opportunity here where Buffalo tries to just keep, the key is going to be to keep Dak off the field. So I keep. I think, you know, running it with a guy like James Cook at just 6,300, again, matchup on paper, bad. Watching the games, the time of year, knowing the season that we're in, knowing what the, the field is going to do. If you want to get a piece of this game, we just talked about how hard it looks like it's going to be to get passing game going here and get getting mixed in. Why wouldn't you go to a guy like James Cook and just take the shot? It's contrarian, but you're getting a guy at home on an incredible offense that just had a good week last week and can move the ball in a matchup they'd probably want to try and use them against and just hope for the best.
0: Yeah, I think Tony Pollard is pretty fairly priced at sixty seven hundred too. So grabbing either one of those running backs and hoping that they're the ones that have the big game. I know they both get nerfed a lot down on the goal line, but like all you need is when they break that run from the twenty five yard line is just a fall in the f and end zone one time, and uh, they could get there right. Then you don't that, have to that, worry so much about that.
1: That'll be the same thing too. Just to note quick, everyone's gonna go run to their rankings right now. Tony Pollard has the nut matchup. James Cook has the hardest matchup on paper. I'm saying that doesn't necessarily matter, though, when you think about the game plan, where they're at. Knox in there to block if Kincaid's playing because then he can still do what he needs to do and what they want to do to keep Dak off the field. Plus, the best news is Pollard could actually be more popular. That was the other thing about uh, playing James Cook last week. Everyone was trying to decide between CEH and Jarek McKinnon, and the answer was on the other side of the field with just him, going with him in the same price range and everything. He's just 400 bucks less than Pollard. Way worse matchup on paper, but with good teams, some of that stuff goes out the window too, right? That's what I'm saying. They find a way to make it work. I think he's going to be a fine play this week, at least different at 6,300. I
0: wanted to highlight Bart's thing here. How bad was that goose egg from Gabe Davis last week? Look, this is why I love Gabe Davis, right? Because I'm a GPP bro, and Gabe Davis lives that GPP life. He will just shit the bed for you royally, but then he, he will have those 25, 28 point weeks uh, at, at 3% ownership that can break the slate. So the key is, is like getting Gabe Davis on those right weeks. We never know when it's going to be, but I will tell you this, I just because he screwed you last week, d- if you like him again this week or think that he could have that upside, don't let him fuck you two weeks in a row by fading him this week, and then he goes for 30, okay? That would yeah. be my one thing to say. There is a decent chance he'll put up three points again or zero, but don't, use, don't hold last week against him. It's a new week. It's a new game, and Gabe
1: Davis is a volatile player. And you want those. You're playing tournaments. That's what you want. Like you four, one, 24, uh, five, two, 21, nine, 26, zero. Now what? Who knows? But don't go away from the guy just because of that. It's definitely a spot that you could see them use here. And I think they're good. What they should try and do is lock down Stefan Diggs and that's fine. But then you move on to Gabe Davis and hope that it's his week. I think Davis and Brandon Cooks could be interesting. Someone said earlier, it reminded them of a certain game. This game could remind me of the Philly Buffalo game which was the game where Gabe Davis went off and they locked down Stefan Diggs. And on the other side, they locked down A.J. Brown. That would be C.D. Lamb here. And it opened it up for the other person in that game. And this game, instead of Devontae Smith with A.J. Brown being locked down, it could be Brandon Cooks with uh, with C.D. Lamb locked down. So I actually like both of those guys, both there at 52 and 5,500 as a way to get involved in this game. All right, let's answer these
0: two questions, and then we'll get out of here. Lioneye fan says, uh, Diggs do or the Bills uh, continue to spread out the targets? Diggs uh, seems to be seeing fewer targets since the OC uh, change a few weeks back. What do you
1: think?" I just I think I broke it down just a second ago. I think it's definitely an opportunity, but uh, think about this: a couple weeks ago, who was it? Who made them pay? Um, Bland kept cheating against them, and and, and then uh, he just crushed them. Who? DK Metcalf. DK yeah. Metcalf on that Monday Night Football game, whatever it was. Land kept jumping the route and then he made them pay. That's what could happen here. Every, you know, people are going to talk about a digs on digs, but uh, di- isn't uh, isn't Trayvon Diggs out for the season?
0: Yeah, I think so. I yeah, I, I haven't yeah. seen him all year. Is he? I, I don't keep up with Dallas's defense.
1: I'm almost positive, but uh, what he do you think? About, like something, man,
0: what do you think about Pentrini saying? Is this a spot to fade Dallas wide receivers outside of Jerry yeah. World?
1: Is this a spot to fade Dallas wide receivers outside? The
0: fact that they're outside at Buffalo, does that make these wide receivers any less appealing than when they're on the
1: track meet there in no, uh, Jerry I, World? I probably, but I'm still going to I'm gonna play a guy like Brandon Cooks. So like I just said, I'm not going to go away from everything I just said. I stand by it. I think that's how I'm going to play it as of right now. Again, it's early in the week. But yeah, uh, Trevon is, is out for the season. I remember because then his brother like tweeted about it and stuff too. Like I, There was a bunch of stuff back and forth, but I think it was a torn ACL. So um, yeah, uh, I'm, right. I'm fine with this. 8,400. And bit much. But we'll have one make- last serious
0: question from my end with James cook and Brandon cooks, would you play them in the same lineup or would that be too many chefs in the same kitchen? Sorry. <laughs> I think- that's it. That's it. Just a shitty joke to end on. That's yeah, all I that's had to do. Though. Don't, don't even give stack. the time to answer that piece of shit question.
1: Good, good, good. Uh, secondary stack. Thank actually. You. I don't hate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, Hey, don't
0: forget, me and Tambo, uh, my crew and the Shippa crew, we're having a big meetup at the Waste Management in February. Start planning your shit to be there. We're going to be there that Thursday through Sunday, watching golf, watching NFL, going to the casino, doing everything. So if you need to start buttering up your wife now, get her a really nice Christmas gift or what the fuck ever to get that done. Start planning on it. We are there. We are booked. We're going to be there. We'll have different points to meet up. We'll share that itinerary. I just want you to start planning it so you don't throw this uh, shit on your wife and your family a week before and then they say no plan it now you mother father also don't forget to go check if you go check out ship it nation they have all the sports over there at a fair affordable price with the best tools out there use my code dgen 75 don't forget to reach out to the editor if you're interested in being part of my team and for all my members go fill out this freaking survey right now or i will kick you in the nutsack and i don't want to do that on a tuesday that's not who i am guys thank you for being here we'll be back next tuesday uh, over on uh the ship it channel so be there for that. I'll see you again Thursday for the Showdown Hoedown. Tambo, thank you for being here. I think we're going to go now. I will see you later. Enjoy this outro.